Jack and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. They were on earlier for Greeny from 10 to noon. If you missed any of that, be sure to download and subscribe to the Black and Abdallah podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk some Bears with you tonight because we've got quite the situation on our hands as Bears fans. As yesterday was Happy Bear Day to everyone. Today, maybe people feeling a little bear hangover too, but... Everything that's happening surrounding Jalen Carter, surrounding this offseason for the Chicago Bears is one of the most fascinating times that I've experienced as a sports fan, right? It's kind of like you walk into the store right now and you've got a gift card with an amount of money that you'd never had on a gift card before. A ton of money just to work with. Tons of resources, assets, all that stuff. You are flush with cash. You are flush with draft picks. You are a kid in a candy store right now if you are Ryan Poles. You know, they always talk about the whole Madden GM or armchair GM. That's exactly what Ryan Poles is in right now. He's in this fantasy land of being a general manager right now. And it's something as a Bears fan that's really exciting to see. And there's a land of opportunity out there for the Bears to try to take advantage of. Now, I look at one of the big questions and the big issues that Ryan Poles is going to be faced with when he does go up to the draft room and has to trade away this first overall pick, which by all intents and purposes, whether or not you want them to do that, it seems like that's exactly what is going to be happening with this number one overall pick that the Bears are currently in possession of right now. And right now with the the Jalen Carter situation that is taking place right now, I think it is giving Bears fans a little bit of hesitancy on how to go about things here. Now, we know Jalen Carter, there was a warrant out for his arrest. He went back to Athens to cooperate. He was released on bond, and he has since returned to the Combine in Indy and is expected to do some interviews and measurements with teams. And he's going to have to to answer some questions with some teams. Now, some teams probably already knew about what was going to happen and that he would have to go back to, to Georgia to make this thing happen. And then he would come back ultimately. And so for some teams, I'm sure this is the first time they're hearing about it with Jalen Carter as well. So there are questions that are going to be had when Jalen Carter meets with all of these NFL franchises. And when you look at what Ryan Poles is tasked with right now, you know, everyone is all swept up in this double trade back that the Bears could potentially have, right? Get the Hall of Picks coming back your way and give yourself even more resources as the rich get richer, at least from an off-season standpoint, where the Bears could potentially be sitting if they were to double trade back. But seeing what we're seeing now with the potential and what's going to happen exactly with Jalen Carter... Does that, as a Bears fan, give you a little bit of hesitancy to maybe trade back twice? Does all of a sudden, with what's going on and the cloud hanging over Jalen Carter right now, does it look like there's just one guy in this group of elite defensive players? We've seen the NFL Combine going on right now. We've seen some guys with some blazing 40 times. Kalijah Kansi with the fastest 40 time for a defensive tackle since 2003, when he goes sub-4-7, 
We've seen a couple of other defensive players really light it up. Nolan Smith with an unofficial 4-3-9 as a defensive end. So does seeing what has happened with Jalen Carter, does that give you hesitancy to trade back twice? Or are you still comfortable trading back twice because of the fact that even if you're at four, you still like one of these other guys? Or Jalen Carter could be available for you at four, and there's maybe you live with some of the questions that are surrounding with him right now. 312-332-3776. Here's where I sit on this. I am still extremely open to trading back twice. And I do think that Jalen Carter isn't going to fall very far down the board. In fact, the only reason I would see a Jalen Carter slip on the board isn't necessarily his own doing. I would think it's more of the direct result of quarterbacks elevating up the board. You know, we haven't seen any of these quarterbacks throw. We haven't seen them do any of their combine measurables. All that's coming up later this week and this weekend. We haven't seen any of these guys have pro days yet. It's a really interesting situation that the Bears find themselves in because they don't have that need at quarterback right now. I think we're going to see more of these players, more of these quarterbacks move up the board. We see it every single year, right? These quarterbacks shoot up the board. A couple years ago, you had Zach Wilson way skyrocket through the board. Trey Lance, he jumped up. Mac Jones, after leading Alabama to a national championship, he ends up going in the top 20. Quarterbacks naturally rise up the board. And even though some people say that there are elite talents defensively here, at the end of the day, it's a quarterback-driven league. And I look at where the Bears are situated right now with the first overall pick and the potential to trade back with some teams. You know, you look at the draft, whether it's a team like Carolina or a team like Atlanta. You heard the report earlier today from Ian Rappaport about what the what the Falcons may be interested in as a team that could move up. And I look at, when you look at the, the draft order right now and all the quarterback need teams, like what if the Raiders want to move up? Can Are you okay as a Bears fan moving back to seven, eight, nine? After seeing everything that has happened with Jalen Carter and with some of these other players that are testing well right now at the NFL Draft Combine. 312-332-3776. Do you still feel confident in trading back twice? Or, as a Bears fan, do you not want to miss out on Will Anderson right now? Because, for me personally, and again, I didn't have a great preference either way between Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. To me... I'm more about collecting volume of players right now if I'm the Bears, and I'm splitting hairs with guys like Anderson and Carter because you've got a need at both right now. And these are two guys that are impact-level guys and elite-level players. And if you've got the opportunity to get either one, I say you jump at it. And I look at the situation that the Bears are in. I don't want to let either one of them slip away still. Whether it's Carter, whether it's Will Anderson, I don't want to let either one slip away. And I don't see Carter slipping too far down the board. Now, that, of course, is under the umbrella of nothing else too extreme comes out in the aftermath of what we are getting from some of these police reports. I think the Bears have too much of a need on the defensive line. When you look at the Bears' list of needs right now, 
quarterback is not one in my eyes. Wide receiver certainly is one. Offensive line is another. Defensive line, though, is the one that stands out to me. For a team that had a league-worst sacks of 20 last season, that, to me, is the number one area of improvement that I need to see out of the Chicago Bears heading into next season because that just makes everyone's life easier. Everybody's. You're not relying on Justin Fields to score as many points for you. You're taking some pressure off of your secondary to cover guys for four, five, six, seven seconds. Which is why I'm still pretty bullish on the Bears secondary heading into next season. Because if you do get just some adequate players out there on your defensive line, you're going to make life a lot easier for guys like Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson when he comes back. And that's why I'm optimistic about why this defense can turn around pretty quickly if you start to build something up front, both through the draft and in free agency as well. So 312-332-3776. Does this Jalen Carter news give you hesitancy of the Bears moving back twice in the draft or further down the draft board there? I don't see Jalen Carter slipping outside the first six or seven picks. And it's not necessarily him sliding. I think it's more teams bumping up to try to get a quarterback. That's the way I see it with Anthony Richardson's rise, with the Will Levis buzz. And then how about just C.J. Stroud, too, just kind of sitting there. And he's not taking bullets, and he's not giving bullets either right now, it feels like. But 312-332-3776. Adam's in Wheaton. What's going on, Adam? Hello, how are you? I'm good. What you got for us tonight? So the buzz around Carter and Anderson... When you have the Cardinals picking three, they need either a wide receiver, because who knows if Hopkins is going to leave or stay. Mm -hmm. They need an offensive lineman to protect Murray. So what if they trade down, or if the Bears trade down to four, and what if both Anderson and uh, Jalen Carter are still there? Which one are you going to pick? Because it's the same position as you're going to be in if you had the top one pick quite frankly i'd rather have anderson because from what earlier shows have said Jalen carter's had three sacks both his last two years that's not really what we need well it, it is a little bit of a different situation there adam when you play at the the defensive tackle position as well like the edge rushers you see they're the ones that that get all the sacks right but uh, when you look at the the tackles for loss, like that's where that's a place where Jalen Carter really thrives, and certainly in, in run um, in run defense as well. Now, Will Anderson also is a freak in that regard as well. He's led the SEC in tackles for loss over the course of the last three years. So for me personally, I would prefer Will Anderson as the guy that the Bears would draft. Just because I think you see a lot more of the edge rushers making impacts in today's game. You look at what happens in Pittsburgh with TJ Watt, with the Bosas, with uh, Khalil Mack. We obviously saw how impactful he was here. And then when he goes off to, to L.A. as well, um, Micah Parsons is another one that comes to mind. Hassan Reddick was a game wrecker all this year for Philadelphia. I look at edge rushers and I think they're a, a more valuable commodity. But we've heard so often, and I think Courtney Cronin, our, our great Bears reporter, points it out pretty frequently, how important the three technique is in Matt Eberflus's defense. And, and the, 
if Jalen Carter is yeah. that missing piece, that engine to this defense, then if you're the Bears, I think Jalen Carter's probably your guy. The other point that I heard is that, or that I've read is that Will Anderson is talking up the Bears so much. Mm-hmm. I've seen and that too. Jalen Carter has not been saying anything. So well, Jalen Carter hasn't. Jalen Carter hasn't met with the media, so that's why. Like Will Anderson's been making the rounds through NFL Network and all these different talk shows and CBS Sports, and he's. I think he's done a media session or he's slated to do a media session. Jalen Carter hasn't done the rounds because of the warrant that was out for his arrest. Okay, I thought this was stuff that Anderson was saying in the past, like a, like a week ago or whatever. So, okay. All righty. Thanks for taking my call. I'll let you guys go. Appreciate it, Adam. You have a good night. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on into the conversation as well. Does what's happening with Jalen Carter give you pause for the Bears trading back twice? For me, it doesn't. I'm good with the Bears still trading back twice because I don't think Jalen Carter is going to slip too far down the board, and I think you still have a chance to get him. And you may still have a chance to get Will Anderson if you keep trading on back as well. But what do you think? 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Hey, looking for a night out? Drinks are on the Blackhawks at your next game with the Blackhawks Beer Pack. Starting at just $49 a seat, each beer pack includes a ticket to the game and a credit for two draft beers or other drinks of your choice. Grab your friends for a night out with the Blackhawks. Visit blackhawks.com slash beer pack to secure your seat today. You must be 21 and older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah tonight right here on ESPN 1000. The guys were in for Greeny earlier today. Check out their podcast on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. So we've been talking a lot about the the draft, what's going on with the Bears. By the way, uh, the NFL Draft Combine is going on right now. Will Anderson actually just ran his 40, and he currently... Uh, checks in at a 4.69. That's 14th fastest among edge rushers here. But here's the important part, right? Uh, We we did see Georgia's Nolan Smith go sub 4.4. He's at 4.39. But the important part for these uh, edge rushers is the the 10-second split. We've heard Yurko talk about it, how these edge rushers, they just need the, the 10 yards. There's no value in evaluating how fast these guys can go over the course of 40 yards. Because if you're going over 40 yards as a defensive end, your defense is probably pretty screwed in that instance anyway. So right now, Anderson currently sits 14th in terms of edge rushers, in terms of his 40 time, but they do a 10-yard split on your 40 time, so you're burst out of the, the breaks for the first 10 yards, and Anderson checks in at 1.61. That is fifth. So that's the burst that you're actually really looking for 
when you're talking about a 40-yard time for an edge rusher. But something that I'm sure you'll see tomorrow, uh, that Will Anderson's 40 time, maybe not on par with some of the elites, but in terms of his 10-yard split, that's the important part that you need as an edge rusher. Talking Bears, talking the trade back potential as well, 312-332-3776. How comfortable are you with the Bears trading back twice, knowing what we know now? With a couple of guys showing out at the Combine, with everything that's happening with Jalen Carter, and maybe it's just how far in love you are with Will Anderson as well. That's a guy who may not slip past three in the NFL draft. Does that make you a little bit more hesitant to trade back twice? Maybe you trade with the Texans and that's it. Maybe you you feel comfortable still trading back with the Colts, or maybe you want to see how the Cardinals handle their pick as well. 312-332-3776. Derek is on the west side. What's up, Derek? Hey, how's it going, Tyler? Good. What you got for us? Okay, a couple things. Uh, first of all, um, not to dismiss what happened with Jalen Carter, but I'm, I'm sick and tired of the media and things and, and the NFL making big issues about off-the-field things when you're judging these guys on what they do on the field. Now, what he has is a couple misdemeanors, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't even uh, obtained for 15 minutes, right? so they say. So you're going to tell me that that, that overweighs everything he did at Georgia, everything he showed you on film, everything he could possibly be for your team, all of that is thrown out the window because of something he did as a kid, and they want him to be held to a professional standard when he's not a professional. Well, here's the one thing, Derek, is yeah, is he a kid? Absolutely. But when the spotlight is on you, the maturity that is asked of you is to grow up a little quicker as well. I mean, but that's human nature. I, I, I get it. Yes, you, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was telling your producer a couple years ago, there was a guy who fell so far in the draft because he was seen smoking marijuana. Right. And now, five years later, they talk about it over the airways like it's nothing. Now, I will say this. Like, what Jalen Carter did will never be acceptable in society, though. Can we agree on Nothing, that? Right. It's, I understand that. Now, l- let me give you uh, a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a guy who is the game-changing, franchise-changing quarterback. Hands down. There's no doubt. It. And all of a sudden, draft day or a couple days before draft day, an issue comes out about, a potential sexual assault, which is never accepted nowhere in the community. Right. Never not will for be. Me, not for me. Now, let's just say that it comes to find out after the fact that this was, you know, thrown out or wasn't true or what have you, or it got settled, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Would you, as your franchise, with this being looming, with this guy, would you draft that quarterback still? I would not, no. Congratulations, my friend. You just gave up on paid men. Because listen, that's exactly yeah. what happened with Peyton Manning. And, and listen, that, that's me personally, all right? That's not how the Colts yeah, felt. Yeah, but I mean, like, but no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. NFL career and mm-hmm. things, nature, things happen. When you're, when you're uh, even if you're not professional, when you're expected to be professional, there are targets on you. Trust me. There mm-hmm. are targets on you, and, and people are out to, to get you. And if we take everything that, that is said and done and use it against these guys, why are we even using their film? Let's see how well they behaved in preschool. Let's see how well they behaved in grammar school. Let's see if they ever stole a candy bar out the store when they were 15 or things of that nature. 
Like, if we're judging these guys so they're talent on the field, keep it at that. If you're going to draft him in the fourth round, you should draft him number one. Because what he did doesn't change. You know what I mean? Why would it change his draft status but not change? You know, it's like if you think he's going to be a problem, he's going to be a problem in the first round or the fifth round. Yeah, and listen, Derek, I, I'm with you in the regard that I don't think Jalen Carter's slipping past, like, seven. And it, it won't be him necessarily slipping. It'll be why, a quarterback rising. Slip because of something off the field. If the off the field issue is a concern, it should be a concern at number seven or at number one hundred and seven. It's a concern. No, I know the talent didn't change. Right, and that's what I and again, like. I, I'm with you. These are these are misdemeanors. To judge them on the field. Yeah, you it, know, and it's like to me, it's like collusion. You know, it's like they use these things to drop people draft stock and. Your draft stock should be dropped if, hey, I found out this guy was using steroids, so he wasn't as strong on the field as we thought. Or, I, I, you know what I mean? Things to that nature. Not, hey, he got caught smoking a joint in the bathroom in college, so, yeah, we don't think he's going to be a top Yeah, that stuff figure. doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that stuff and doesn't I, bother I'm me. I'm not condoning what he did, but I do understand, like, even the laws is not saying that it's enough. It was two misdemeanors. Yeah. That stuff is probably not even going to go to court. But it's going to cost him millions of dollars in draft status. I, I don't think it will. God. I don't think it I will. I hope to God if the, if the Bears pass up on him, I pray to God that no no NFC North team gets him and he kick our ass for ten years. <laughs> I pray that that doesn't happen. Yeah, appreciate it, Derek. <laughs> Have a good night. All right, thanks, guys. That's Derek on the West Side. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to talk Jalen Carter? In any industry. You have to assess how someone is not in the workplace when you're hiring, correct? So correct. say you're like, whatever, you're hiring salespeople, and mm-hmm. this guy is a monster sale. His, his, his history is great. Right. But he's got all sorts of issues off the, off the field or off, like, outside in his family life. Like, that mm-hmm. matters. Like, all of a sudden, he's not going to be able to work for you because of this and yeah. that. Or, or he's not coming in because he's drunk. Different mm-hmm. things. Like, no matter what job it is, you have to assess the outside and the inside. So just saying... He's he doesn't like players don't deserve to fall because you can't evaluate off the field stuff mm-hmm. like that's what basically that's what all the combine is is the interviews that's the important right. part so right. like the off the field stuff does matter and it matters more higher in the in the draft as well because yeah. that person's more likely to be on your program and on your tickets and you're more likely as a team to lift him up because he's a high draft pick and the other part to that too Eric and by the way hey, great to have Eric Ostrowski with us tonight Kendra Smith as well. Um, but the other part, too, is we we let superstars get away with more, right? Yeah, like, always have. Like, you look at, I mean, not saying, not condoning what, what happened, but Deshaun Watson is still in this league, right? There you go. He's a superstar quarterback. If Deshaun Watson was some all-world long snapper, guess who's not in the league right now? That guy. So we do let, we do give second chances in the NFL, for better or for worse, is, this is the, the National Forgiveness League, as I like to call it. 312-332-3776. You want to join the conversation. Joe is in Oak Brook. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Good. What you got? So I'm curious, I, a little separate from Derek on this. Let's just say that Jalen Carter does fall a little bit from the front of the draft. And it's obvious the Bears need defensive linemen. Um, like you alluded to earlier, no pressure really consistently over the season. So... When they're trading back, does this, with Jalen Carter being off the board potentially in the first five, six picks, does it diminish the Bears' trade value in terms of what they get back for trading the one pick, being that there's only one 
preeminent superstar defense alignment that that's going to be there. So they might get less back in return. Teams knowing Bears got to draft a D lineman. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Is it in terms of what they get back for that one pick? Does it diminish a little bit with less options on the board? You know, I actually think it enhances the value. Huh? You look at what you'd have to get to move out because again, there's only a couple teams you can trade with, right? You can right. only trade with the Texans and then the Cardinals in all likelihood, right? Like, what about the Colts? Is that an option as well? But are you talking about, you're saying that if there's, if you know Anderson's going to be off the board at three, right? Potentially, right, yeah. If and, if they, I guess that's speculative, like where Anderson goes necessarily, but like if you're in one of those top four picks, I think the Colts are have the fourth slot right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, you're correct. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying, if you're one of those teams, you're like, okay, now the Bears have to, if they trade with us, they have to trade with us because there's only one preeminent defensive lineman. They mm-hmm. can't go a slot later, potentially. If you're trying to buy that one spot from the Bears and you know the value is only one real guy value there, your spot at three then becomes less, it becomes more important to the Bears to get that spot, being that there's only one real preeminent defensive lineman they can get if Jalen Carter does fall off the board that way, where they go, well, we'll give you the three pick, but instead of giving you a, another first-round pick next year or whatever else there is, I'm not going to you know, mm-hmm. guess on what those trades are, but we're going to give you less in return because you have to have this spot now to get your D lineman that you need because you can't fall another pick or potentially two picks back because your guy you need is less likely to, you know, less likely to be the guy you can that you want in that spot with all this going on. So right. I'm just I'm just speculating, like, it might be like, hey, we, we're going to strong-arm you a little bit. Your Bears are hamstrung a little bit on this thing where they can't get that value for that three or four spots the way that they might have been able to get from teams prior to this issue. Yeah, so... so yeah, I, it, it, it's just a speculation. But. Yeah. No, here's why I think it actually enhances the value is because if, the, if you're the Bears, all right, and you see Anderson... And whatever, like whatever's happening with Jalen Carter right now, you can't get it out of your head. That is a non-starter for you. You're not drafting. I'm not saying that's the way that Ryan Poles is thinking right now, but for the the sake of this example, let's say that it is, and that all of a sudden Will Anderson is the only one that you want as an elite defensive player, then that price for the number one overall pick in your eyes, if I'm the the Bears, increases because I can't afford to get to to seven or to eight, or to nine, unless you are paying an absolute godfather-level offer the other way. Because I can't fall that far and and be happy with the guy I'm getting. I have to really like what I'm getting back in return then. Sure. No, that makes sense. I, I, can, see it from, I can see it from that angle, too. I think that's interesting. That's a little bit of a different way than I was thinking about it, so yeah. I appreciate it. And, may, and maybe it's not necessarily that the value increases of the pick, but your internal value of the pick increases. And at the end of the day, when you're the one in control of it, your internal value is what matters most to you. I'm not saying it's necessarily what you're going to get in return, but it's going to be what you're asking for. And if you really want a quarterback, you're going to have to pay a a certain price to get that. Right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. I appreciate yep. that. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Joe. 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on into the Jalen Carter conversation, Tyler Rocky sitting in for Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. 
You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Here on this Thursday night, are you a little more hesitant now to trade back twice, given what we've seen from Jalen Carter? Or maybe you're a little more eager to trade back twice, given what you've seen from some of these other draft prospects at the NFL Combine. 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki, I'm in for Black and Abdallah tonight. The guys... We're in for Greeny today, and I'll be in with Chris Bleck tomorrow night. Well, a little bit of Waddle and Sylvie, and then leading you into Bleck and Abdallah right here as uh, as we have White Sox baseball tomorrow coming up at 2 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000, your home of the Chicago White Sox. So we will be on tomorrow night. It will be an all-calls Friday tomorrow night as well. Always fun. Brought to you by the Chicago Hounds. 312-332-3776. Brad's on the road. What's up, Brad? Hey, how's it going? Good. What, what you got for us tonight? All right, so I just, I'm not sure if anyone's brought this up. I haven't been listening this week, but uh, if we do trade back, and if it is before, you know, if it's during the free agency period, before the draft, if we end up trading back, do you potentially see a player like uh, Buckner or for, from the Colts or maybe even Quentin Nelson, or if you're going the wide receiver route, if you end up trading back with the Colts, then trading up or trading with someone else, say the Buccaneers getting Chris Godwin, or could you potentially trade with the Cardinals and get D-Hop? So I'm not sure if that's been talked about. Is that a possibility within, like, trading back, acquiring a player before the draft? And then, then you can really focus in um, and then know kind of where you, your spot is come draft day. You're like, all right, we already got that wide receiver. Maybe I don't need a wide receiver till day two or day, day three. And on that point, to end it, I think my favorite day two wide receiver is Rashi Rice out of uh, SMU. So mm, okay. look, 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 look him up. I like him in the day two, day three. Um, so uh, if we were to get uh, maybe a – because if you look at it now, Keenan Allen's not going to be leaving. So your number one wide receivers to get this offseason are really coming down to the end of maybe D-Hop, and that's about it. Yeah. So so here, uh, Brad, let me go brick by brick on this with you. So you, you lead off with the Colts, right? And we did hear Ryan Poles say that they would be open to trading for a player – before the draft and they may want a player in return for because then you know leading into free agency what you do and don't need right leading into the draft what you do and don't need so i don't i wouldn't rule out getting a player back in return i think that's certainly within the cards now you bring up the idea with the bucks and the cardinals i'm not entertaining a a trade of the number one overall pick for DeAndre Hopkins, guy who's sort of on the back end of his career now. He's had some last season. He you, you get three in that pick too, and maybe another would, one. Okay. It's not a straight up. No, no. I know he's not worth the number one. Oh no, not at all. Not now. But 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 my my retort to that would be: Why would the Cardinals want one? And and that would be my my retort as well for the Bucks. Why do the Bucks want one? It seems like no, the Bucks I, are pretty saying- content in their 
let's run with Kyle Trask next season and kind of blow I, out everything. I'm not. I'm not saying like trade one. I'm just saying if you're able to like maybe just trade make any sort of trade pre-draft in a way where yeah. say, say say you do a draft with the Gold. So you're at four and you get a haul from them and you trade with the then you trade with the Bucks. You're like, hey, we'll get Chris Godwin and then. I think like 20 or something like that. If you had like four and 35, I don't know. I'm just, mm-hmm. man, I run like 10 mock drafts a day. So I'm just having a blast with it. So yeah. I'll, I, I'll hang up and I'll let you guys chat. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, and that is Brad. He's on the road. He wants to talk a little bit of trades. So in the case of Chris Godwin right now, he just signed a new deal three years, 60 million last off season. Um, and it kicks in for, for this year right now. But if the, uh, if the Bucks were to move on from Godwin, that's a $35 million dead cap hit right there. Um, and I don't know if that's something that they would want to entertain per se. I, I also look at, we, we've talked about Mike Evans as another name. Godwin, I would be open to bringing in Evans, not as much just because of the age on Evans and Evans. And I lump him into the same group as DeAndre Hopkins. That's a win-now move. That's a you're a wide receiver away move. You're looking at something for the short term there, not necessarily for the long term if you're going out and trying to get someone like that. 312-332-3776. Joe in Oak Forest. What's on your mind, Joe? Hey, what's going on? First off, uh, congratulations to you guys and the ESPN crew for being a new family of the Bears. Thank you. Looking um, forward to it. So, uh, well, on the last caller's thing, to me that that's just like the the old hurt wide receiver crew. Um, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not really trying to have any of those. I do think we do need a uh, veteran in the room. Uh, I just think that it should be a veteran that could actually stay on the field. Um, but my main thing is this: with Jalen Carter, um, I feel I saw I heard somebody talking about this earlier today, and they were saying how. All these people have been saying how the how his character is in question, his character is in question, and how so many other people have said that, well, no one has really said it, but this is actually a character builder for him because, I mean, you've seen some so many guys like Ray Lewis and, I mean, Allen Iverson, so many other athletes that have had things happen to them to actually propel their careers because this is like their one F-up. You know, mm-hmm. well, I will say and, I will say this, Joe. He did have an incident back in September. No, I did know because he was he was speeding again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do understand that does play into it. Um, I do know he kind of he's known for like a hot streak. I've heard people say that he he paid for an undrafted or an un uh, um, a walk on yeah mm-hmm. a walk on meal plan and stuff like that. So I mean, it, it's kind of hard to judge. So until we get the full story on this guy, I think he's kind of kind of. They where he's at, and for me, I would just hate for the Bears to. I mean, I know there's a lot going on with this, and God forbid. I mean, I'm a dad. I I lost my son or my daughter in an accident like this, mm-hmm. and I would want questions and answers. But to look at it from a football point of view, this guy is the most talented guy in the draft. Um, and I think Ryan Poles understands that, and he's there to do his job. But he's not going to put anyone – because Eberflus even said it. Um, one thing that's very big to him and to his room is, like, your heart, your character. Um, I think that's why they've fallen in love with Justin Fields, for one. But um, 
I would just hate for us to pass up on him and his talent at this point because I feel like he would just fall right to the Lions and we would have to deal with this guy every single year for the next 10 years, twice a, se- twice a season, you know, and he's, and they compare him to Adamic and Sue. And I can just remember it, uh, yeah. what Sue did to Cutler and he, yep. it was brutal. I mean, and if he's any type of player like that, when Sue came out of the draft, like I want a guy like that on my D line. Yeah. But you're giving me nightmares if, there, Joe. No, I know, but that's what I'm thinking about because I, I, I totally forgot that the Lions were so high up in the draft because they, with the Jared Goff trade. And I'm like, are you kidding me? When I heard the count for Adamic and Sue, I, I started sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, but I did see some of the, uh, the other drafts, uh, the other draft prospects today do some 40 yard dash times. Uh, the kid from Pitt ran really well. They, mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, anyone from Pitt that's small and undersized and fast is compared to Aaron Donald, obviously. But right. um, the the kid that I was surprised with was the the guy that's on the outside of um, Jalen Carter. I, I can't remember his name. Nolan Smith. Nolan maybe? Smith. Yeah, he ran a four three nine today. I think unofficially. And he, he that's like Devontae or Montez Sweat or whatever that ran a couple years ago, and now he's on. The Eagles. Oh, he's on the or, Eagles. Or, uh, no, no, no. Josh Sweat's with the Eagles, Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was. Uh, he got drafted by Washington, but um, I mean, this guy was a physical specimen. I mean, so to have somebody like that on your outside does make your life a little bit easier for being such a big guy in the middle, you know. So I mean, I feel like whatever does happen is. I mean, there's nothing we could do about it anyway. It's cool to speculate, but uh. Yeah, that, that's kind of just my thoughts on it. I would just hate to see him wind up on the lines, the line, because they already got Hutchinson. Um, all, they're like one player, two players away from being a beast and just taking over. Yeah. And I would just hate to see that. And, I mean, I want Justin to develop as a passer, and I just don't want him to run for his life. I mean, hope, but I, at least with, with Justin, I know these guys aren't going to catch him. With Cuddy, he would not get away. Yeah, he was getting stomped on, cleats in his heels. Like, so either way, that's my thoughts on it. Um, thanks Appreciate for it, Joe. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Have yeah. a good night. You have a good night. That's Joe in Oak Forest. Cody's in South Bend. Cody, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I just want to shoot this trade out for you guys with the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks because they got the five and twenty, and I would take if I was the Bears a five and or DK Metcalf. And just leave the twenty, and it take a couple of like second round picks. So we have DK Metcalf, Claypool, and Mooney, and then that. And then if we if we can't get DK, then we can have a five and a twenty. Use the five on Will Anderson. I, I like Will Anderson or DN over D tackle because the DN plays more reps. We need somebody who is makes an impact on the game that can play more reps in the game. The D tackle just says just no. So. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that we can choose Will Anderson or that Texas Tech guy. Maybe he's our second chance to grab a guy from Texas Tech, you know, especially <laughs> yeah. since we missed out on Patrick Mahomes because mm-hmm. I didn't know about this guy, and I looked up some tapes. I know it's a highlight reel, but I looked up many tapes. This yeah. guy this guy is a is is a specimen. Like, I, I was shocked how nobody was talking to him, maybe because the team was bad, but then we can use a 20-pick on a wide receiver, hopefully grab that TCU guy 
um, or a guy from USC. You know, yeah, Jordan Addison. Thought, Here, here's my one thing, on Cody: trade? is that DK Metcalf is not getting traded in all likelihood. He just signed a three-year, seventy-two million dollar contract. I have a hard time believing Seattle wants to move on from him, especially after they made the playoffs last year, too. Yeah. Like, do you like that trade, though? Because I feel like... I mean, Seattle, as a Bears fan, I love it. Know, I don't want to be <laughs> mediocre. It, you know? As a Bears fan, I love it, but, again, it takes two to tango there, and I don't know if the, the Seahawks would be saying yes to that necessarily. Appreciate the phone call, though. That's Cody in South Bend. You want to jump in, 312-332-3776. We will bring you the song of the night next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. around 6.50 right here on Black and Abdallah, we bring to you the song of the night. I wanna rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go to Bon Jovi, 2005. of John Bon Jovi. Happy birthday to John Bon Jovi. I remember actually, this was my senior year of college. Syracuse was playing Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. And just for some reason, Bon Jovi was there. And he came on the field before the game and is just kind of like holding courts around a, a bunch of people. There's just Bon Jovi standing there. And just a bunch of people are, and like, you know how like old football writers are when they see a Bon Jovi, especially in, in, out east, too. Oh, I mean, it was a crowd around him on uh, the Yankee Stadium field where, where these two teams were playing. So I remember, actually, I had this album on my old iPod Nano. So, like, some people have their, their LimeWire that they used to go to. Here was my thing that I used to do. A little more legal, I think. Still probably, like, slightly illegal. But... 
at our local library, they had all these different CDs. And you'd go, you'd rent a CD from the, the library, and then you'd burn it onto your computer into your iTunes. It was easy to do. You'd just burn it into your iTunes. It uploaded like all the, the data and everything real quick. And all of a sudden, you had a whole album on your, your Smart iPod. Smart man, then, using your resources. That's what I did. I, I wouldn't say that's illegal. I'd say that's being resourceful. I, I think that's fine, right? Like, uh, maybe some, some sort of copyright issue in that, but... Like, it was technically purchased by someone. The library yeah. purchased it, yeah. technically. And they're sharing the music. Yeah. But ah. that, that was our, our old go-to that we used to do. We used, and I remember getting this album. I think it even uploaded, like, the album artwork and everything. Just uh, It all dropped in there, but it was super easy to do. And like that's probably how I got almost all of my music. I rarely like bought, unless I had like the iTunes gift card. Like my mom would never let me buy buy music. You either had to have an iTunes gift card or hike on over to the library and check the CD out and burn it onto the computer. I feel like the library is underutilized for those things. Yes. I used to always go there for movies because they would mm, have like new yeah. movies mm-hmm. and all these, so they would always have DVDs. Yep. So like that's something. Ours and had now, board games too. They, so now I'm going all the time with my little kids yes. and there's games everywhere, but uh, what they have for her I'm blanking. Um, oh, there's video games now. There's video games, like there's PS2 games and whatnot mm. at the library that people can, can rent. And I was like, oh, that's new. Easy people enough. need to get in there, man. The yeah. library is the hidden gem for those things. Yeah. That's your song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. You know, I do want to share a story, too. Of the time that I got turned down at the library once, I think it is one of the most embarrassing things, getting rejected by the library. I'll tell you that story in two minutes. And also, is there a team that the Bears should be a little more worried about and keeping their eyes on a little bit more this offseason? I'll tell you who that is coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.